Our gospel reading today is Luke 9, 28 through 43. And now, about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep. But since they had stayed awake, or had awakened, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he had said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent in those days, told no one of any of these things. On the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met him. Just then a man from the crowd shouted, Teacher, I beg to you to look at my son. He is my only child. Suddenly a spirit sees him, seizes him, and all at once he shrieks. It convulses him till he foams at the mouth. It mauls him and will scarcely leave him. I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. Jesus answered, You faithless and perverse generation, how much longer must I be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. While he was coming, the demon dashed him to the ground in convulsions. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. And all were astounded at the greatness of God. Thanks be to God for the reading of his word. Pull back the veil. We could have went into a lot of things today with the transfiguration and pulling back the veil. I hope these words are comforting. What a great way to start your week. First, pulling back the covers of your bed to get yourself to come up and get up and worship the Lord. Pulling back the sins and faults of your current life. That's what we are searching for today. Everyone has stuff in their life they need to call out, expose, or recognize. I have too many to mention today, but I urge all of you to take a moment to determine what you may need to face in your life and your walk with Jesus Christ. For many, it is their actions or non-actions that come to mind, accepting the reality of their distance to God and His glory, a failure to recognize one's ability to turn their life around and shine their face towards the Lord, showing others God's love, a tall task for those not ready. A transfiguration will be needed to accomplish this change in your relationship with our Lord. A veil is a piece of cloth usually covering the face, mostly on women. However, we learn that Moses was wearing one 
as to not allow those watching to see the full glory of the Lord. In 2 Corinthians, we learn of how the veil was used to keep the minds from seeing God's glory. The story in the Old Testament, then the transformation in the New Testament, where the veil was removed and the Lord becomes the Spirit, where there is freedom. Telling all of us with unveiled faces to look to the Lord's glory or Spirit, so that we may be transformed into His image. And again, we are reminded that it comes from the Lord, the Spirit. Turning one's face towards God can be transforming. Realizing that He can answer all your worries and doubts. Erasing all doubts about your life everlasting. That is why Christ decided to show Himself to the three disciples He had invited to come up high on the mountain with Him. Peter, James, and John. This was about three years into Jesus' ministry and he was becoming a bit agitated with those who were having a hard time following and believing all that he was preaching and teaching about. Jesus wanted them to believe. He knew that the news that he had given to his disciples just days before had begun to cast a veil of doubt over his followers. He had told them that he was going to have to die. That the end was near. That this was his destiny. To have lived with man side by side. To preach the word of God for three and a half years. And then to die. And go away from the disciples. An ultimate act of love for all of us. Sacrificing for our gift of eternal life. How could he show them? Miracles were not enough. Though he kept performing them. By taking Peter, James, and John up high on the mountain, he had witnesses of his glory and spirit. Though they had fallen asleep, they were awakened by his glory in what must have been a glorious scene and transformation. Seeing Jesus talking with Moses, the bright white light that shone on him, the lessons and teachings all coming together in that moment, and then the cloud. And then the glory of Jesus standing there alone, having shown God's glory to his disciples. The the transfiguration complete. The glory and spirit of the Lord had unveiled itself to his disciples. They were not to speak of it then. But in due time, everyone would know the glory of God and his plan to save all of us from our sins. The plan was far in motion. There was no stopping the train of salvation. Though there was still doubt, Jesus was going about the plan as Moses and Elijah had already predicted. Now it was time for the Lord to take over his throne. By making the Old Testament come to life in the New Testament, the veil was being removed from the disciples' minds. Their doubt was finally being overshadowed by their faith in Christ's plan for his death and resurrection. God had shown his glory. The disciples had been transfigured too. That's no different than for you and I. We must have our lives transformed by God. We must remove the veils that separate us from His glory. God gave us His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, so that we may be forgiven. Jesus showed His glory and Spirit to His disciples. That unveiling is still being done today. He is being renewed in people every day. His love for us must be mirrored 
towards others in order to help those that need the peace, love, and healing that goes beyond our understanding. The Spirit of the Lord is within us. We must take it and use it as long as our earthly bodies will allow. We cannot allow veils of doubt and discouragement to prevent us from looking to God for all of our questions and fears in this world and beyond. We must not only follow God and His commandments, but be God's light shining on others. If we keep the light to ourselves, there will soon be a dark world. By God giving us the Spirit to live within us, we are always connected to His love and passion for us. When we are disconnected from God, we are not mirroring who He wants us to be towards others. Giving people hope, second chances, new beginnings, forgiveness and love are all examples of God's plan for us in this life. And we will all be judged accordingly. Making Christ the image you reflect to others is what God wants of us in this world. And this world can take from you. can take all your patience. Take all your love. can take all your mind, your thoughts. Unless you unveil God's plan for you. His whispers of action. His nudging and guidance to others. His lessons for you to see and incorporate in your life. The Spirit living inside you wants to mirror the Lord. Will you believe? Can you feel it? Is there something missing? Recently I was speaking to a nurse friend of mine, best friend, and discussing the effects of a lost limb. I had never heard of phantom pain before. And then a few days later, of course, I saw a story about it and a prosthesis. It told of how one particular wealthy researcher had fallen and broken both legs, eventually requiring amputation. The good news was this was a motivated man that wanted to use his skills to help find a better prosthesis for those that needed them, including himself. One particular patient had lost the bottom half of his leg due to an accident involving his ankle. He spoke of the phantom pain. And that one way he was able to unmask the pain was to visually see himself run his hand where the removed part of his leg used to be. Somehow his brain would figure out that the leg was indeed missing and that there could not be pain. The brain was trying to inform itself of the pain that was no longer there. Of the foot and ankle and lower leg that was no longer there. Of the feeling of something that was no longer there. It was almost like the brain could not believe the leg was gone. How could that be? How could the brain have that much faith that the leg was still there, connected below the knee still? A belief that caused pain in reality. Faith and belief that caused pain. Thankfully, the new prosthesis was eventually fitted. And this man was able to have one that practically acted as a real leg. The pain would subside with the new lower leg. I think sometimes our pain and suffering can be phantom pain. Pain that shouldn't really be there, but need to find a cure for it. The cure is the Spirit of the Lord. 
by taking our lives and transforming them into a more Christ-centered life, we can allow this change to help us mirror God in our lives towards others. Many feel that something is missing in their life. We hear it all the time. If I had this or if I had that, if only this would work out. If God loved me, this wouldn't have happened. We cannot go on blaming others for our distance from God's glory. We must take responsibility in our own earthly life and turn our faces toward God and His plan for our life. Following Jesus is not enough, especially right now. We must try to mirror God's love and passion for us and reflect that onto others. Keeping a veil over your love and commitment to Christ is a sure way to fall away from Him. We must go out into the world, no matter how big or small your life may be, and give the, give the gift of Christ's love to others. This is easier said than done, of course. A good start is forgiving yourself for not being who Christ wanted you to be. Realize that you are here now. You can transform yourself through God and the Spirit. Be the shining light that God may shine through. Do not be the veil that holds back God's love. Let others see what Christ can do in their life by shining His light on them. Go out from here, God's temple. Pull back the veil that stops you from reaching out to those who are in need. In need of God's love and forgiveness. In need of His guidance in this world to the next. Our love for Christ must transform those around us. God gives us the Spirit to allow the light of Christ to shine through us and into others who may still be in the dark about their life in this world. Pull back the veil and let Christ shine through you. Allow Christ's transfiguration to give you the faith that you can be transformed in Him through the Spirit. Christ will unveil His plan for you. Look to Him. Pray with Him. And finally, when you begin to tremble with doubt in this world, remember that God is in control. Let Him remove the veil that separates you from completing God's plan. Pull back the veil and find the glory in Christ's plan for you. Amen.